This is Sean Maluda, fresh out of the Cruiserweight Classic, the king of the Slovakic, and you're listening to WNS. You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Abair, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abair. Sweet Christmas. I'm Luke Cage. And we welcome you to episode 294 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. I will be getting internet soon. Woo! So, I know someone who has a, uh, what's it called? A, what's it called? Account, not Google, but, uh... Netflix? So Netflix. Good thing there. Netflix. But, uh... I want to watch a Luke Cage. Nice. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's it. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm, and the Satchel. Uh, the Satchel. Yes. Dot com. Uh, sure. Dot org. No. Uh, you can search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast, and uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Abear. I just want you to know I'm never going to say that right. Satchel? The satchel. That's fine. The purse. No. The fanny pack. No. Why the must you mock it? The bag that you carry around your wrist. It is a, a satchel. Little... You're a satchel. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show. We've got a lot to talk about this week. We've got some feedback. We're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown. We'll give you our predictions for No Mercy. That snuck up on me. Uh, we also have an interview. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah, I know. Uh, we've got an interview with Cruiserweight Classic competitor Sean Maluta. Uh, we've also got some hot topics and Q&A as well. So, uh, yeah. So thanks, everyone, for tuning Wait. in this week. Would you say every two weeks? Would you say? Just about. It's been like the last two weeks. But what is it after this? What's uh, Hell in a Cell? And that's a Raw? Then Survivor Series? Or is that a joint? Raw. Hell in a Cell, Cell is raw. raw. Okay. Survivor Series will be a joint. Royal Rumble will be joint. The big four are joints. Yeah. Rolling it. So, welcome to the show. How you guys doing? I have a crick in my neck that won't go away <laughs> Hanging uh, for in a there? week and a half. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. That does suck. Sorry to hear that. Doug, how are you? Mm, uh, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? Same old, same old. Good stuff. Can you fix my crick? No. Damn it. Ready I don't to, know how. Ready to talk some wrestling this week? Talk sure. smack. Talk smack. Well, I didn't catch that, but, you know. Oh, that's talking smack. Never mind. Um, I guess we can lead off one of the... Uh, the lingering topics of last week that we thought was going to have a conclusion uh, by Friday, and that's the whole uh, TNA situation, Impact Wrestling. It's an ass. No. Total nonstop action, sir. Um, so there's rumors, there's speculation, there's confirmations, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Doug, what have you heard? What do you believe? Uh, well, I mean... 
something that is not speculation is that someone fronted the money for Bound for Glory mm-hmm. and someone fronted the money for the next set of television shapings that supposedly will get them to the end of the year. Hmm. Or at least December, end of the year, something like that. Somewhere around there. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's fact. I mean, it happened. Dixie Carter's dad? Uh, well, they stopped a long time ago. Oh. And Billy Corgan is the guy who has been fronting the money the past three times or so. But mm-hmm. from my understanding, it's about like $500,000 like every time they do like a tapings. Goodness. It's a lot of fucking money. That is. <clears throat> And basically, I mean, he said, uh, if I'm going to be paying this money to save the company's ass, I want to own the company, which Mm -hmm. makes all the sense in the world. And, uh, I mean, he's already sort of replaced her as like the president or whatever. I mean, whatever his official position is, but. You think it's probably one of Billy's friends? I mean, nobody, he, it's not a secret that he's, he's. He says I'm he's trying investing. To, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm trying to buy the company. It's not yeah. a secret that he's trying. Yeah. Uh but like what exactly is getting worked out? Like I've heard like people say that even though Billy said he would not fund any more tapings until he owned it or wouldn't because it doesn't make sense for him to keep like throwing his money away. I mean he owns because of the money he's contributed, he owns a share in the company mm-hmm. but dixie carter still has the controlling share i think it's like she has like 70 percent or something like that and i think like billy owns some I, the aerolux company owns some from the the contributions they've made i own some one <clears throat> <laughs> of the dvd one percent and um, action figures and video game and so it would make sense for even though he said that i mean he also said publicly that he he believed that no matter if it came down to it that somebody would step up and let these these tapings happen, that he he didn't think that all the parties involved would let their like a, a show not happen. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen. No one knows where the money came from, or it's not like somebody knows where the money came from. Right. But it's not publicly known. And There's confirmed. a signature on that check. <clears throat> hey, I I think it's good that the internet does not know. Yeah, I mean, someone did not leak that. It's a legit mystery. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but it would not be the thing about it is if he's trying to Corgan wants Corgan's also said that if he buys it, he's rebranding it. So yeah. it's not going to be TNA. So he, basically what he wants is the television slot because he's, I mean, if he's rebranding, he's not trying to live off of the company. So mm-hmm. it would, if they missed the, t- the TV tapings that could void their contract and essentially what he would be buying the company for could not exist anymore because the the company could say, well, you you didn't fulfill your half of the contract by not having the tapings. We don't have anything to air. So, you know, that's that vol- that voids the contract. Right. So it would make sense if he, even though he said he wouldn't, ponied up again because if he's close to a deal or still actively pursuing a deal, if, like, it would make sense for him to fund it so that if he does eventually or it, it does end up working out, what he wants is still available to him. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't make sense for him to say, to still buy it. Because if he doesn't want the like the time slot and the TV deal, he can go and start his own company. He doesn't right. need to. It'd probably be cheaper in the right. long run. Of course. So that's the, the selling point is he's already got a deal lined out. His mm-hmm. co- 
So that's, I mean, if he's he's going to change the name anyway, so if that's not what he's looking for, he can just go start another company. Right. So it would make sense that even if he said that he was he wasn't, he did, but it's not confirmed, and no one's saying like Billy did it or Dixie did it or out of her own pocket or Aerolux again, which I don't think Aerolux is, you know, the the people who did it. So it would yeah. make sense for him to do it, but no one's saying that he's done it. And there's talks that uh, there was a confirmation earlier today. Of course, we'll find out more as the as the week rolls on. That uh, WWE is reaching a settlement to where they can own the libraries for TNA, and then then uh, Corgan would presume control over TNA to rebrand it. Now, the question I pose to you guys: Do you think that maybe the WWE said, "Look, we'll front the money if you give us the library"? Mm, maybe so. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how that works, like business wise. Like mm-hmm. who that money is that okay? Uh, my that money I would assume goes to the production company to yeah. to do whatever. So, like we'll pay we'll pay for the production. We'll pay for the talent fees, all that, so that they get. No, nah, I, I don't think they would do that because that doesn't make sense. Because it'd be sort that, of a bargaining chip. Well. Well, the thing about it is the production company is just getting paid to for their service. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't get TNA out of a, a bind or whatever necessarily. Well, because... We'll say they paid for <clears throat> Bound for Glory to take place. And then, like you mentioned, they're having tapings take place to film for the rest of the year. Well, if they... But if WWE just wants the library, mm-hmm. they're just going to pay for the... like. They still have to pay the production company to produce the show. Right. And then still have to pay for the library. So that's like, they're not, they don't care if the company goes on. Vince is just as soon it would die and he <laughs> would just take, he would just buy the library. So I, I don't believe it was Vince that would buy. It, it does make sense though that WWE got what they wanted and Corgan's going to get what he wants. Yeah. Hypothetically, if he's the guy who ends up with it because mm-hmm. they get the library. He's not necessarily interested in keeping the TNA library. He wants the time slot and the TV deal, which he still gets. So Vince gets what he wants for what he's willing to pay. Yeah, Corgan gets what he wants hypothetically for what he's willing to pay, and they just sort of like, huh? You know, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Saying like, well, maybe like, maybe they said, okay, for the for the entire TNA library, it'll cost. I'm purely speculation now. It'd be like two million dollars, or you know, five million dollars. I'm just saying, say it costs two million dollars to to hold the Bound for Glory and all the tapings for the remainder of the year. So okay. that leaves them with three million, maybe what the original library was worth. So like maybe they did like an upcharge. Hey, get us through the end of this, so that you can have what but you want. But the thing about it is like TNA is not in a like power position of power. Like they're they're sort sure. of like gonna have to take you know take whatever they can get. Right? Do you, do you feel it that it's weird that they have an anonymous? That's what I'm saying. Like maybe. Maybe it was the WWE, and they're it's, just like, "Look, just don't tell anybody." It will co- it's going to come out. It was just right now, people either don't know or aren't saying. Mm-hmm. I was I was expecting something Friday or Saturday, something. I'm like, someone bought this. Some were waiting. Yeah. Was it Corgan? Was it WWE? Who's going to own Impact Wrestling? Who's going to own TNA? So, um. Yeah, for those of you who are listening, if if the news has already come out, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. But 
um, what we're talking about it here. We do have some uh, some feedback from last week's show. Uh, first bit's coming from Ace McSpade saying, personally, I'm not a fan of the CM Punk chants or the what chants or crap like that. What? I feel bad for the wrestlers and it's very disrespectful. Fuck those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst things about professional wrestling today are the fans. So uh, thanks for the uh, feedback on that. Uh, next bit of feedback we have is from James saying, I don't like random chants that have nothing to do with the match. I like the cruiserweights. Uh, and our final bit of feedback, and this goes to, uh, to, to Rosewood. We do have your feedback, but there was a question at the end of it, so we saved that for Q&A. Uh, final bit of feedback we have is from Clark saying, Another great podcast, guys. I really want to thank you because I listen to your podcast every week. Since I live in the Philippines, I don't have as much access on the product. I'm looking forward to the coming episodes. Keep it up. Oh, thank oh, wow. you. That's oh, thank Brad. You. Thanks, now, dude. Listening from the Philippines. All right. Cool, cool. It always stuff. amazes me when someone's like, I can't really keep up with the product by listening anyway. And it's like, <laughs> that is like, I just, I know people are going <clears> to <throat> li- listen to podcasts, you know, like people are going to search on iTunes to find sure. stuff. It, it still just surprised me. We're just like three dudes in Texas. Yeah. Sitting and, in a room. Yeah. We're in the armpit. We're in the armpit of Texas. What are we? We're like the. Some 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 bodily part of the yeah. Texas so I'm like oh yeah, no one wants to listen to us. And like I know at times, I'm not I'm not a country person, but I have a country twang to my voice sometimes. Yeehaw. Twang, but uh, <laughs> come to Texas, y'all. So I'm like oh, someone wants to listen to my dumbass talk. <laughs> so yeah, but we do appreciate you listening and uh, and and thank you very much. Uh, I didn't check iTunes to see if we had a review, but uh, who knows. Um, let's talk about Raw, I guess. Uh, they had the, the, I guess, Roman and Lana kickoff segment then that turned into a Rusev and Roman brawl. I did chuckle a bit that, uh, they missed the cue, the music cue for Rusev. Lana was like, I want you to go to hell. I want you to go to hell. Um, oh, oh yeah. When she does certain things, uh, she drops her accent. She does. This is, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if they're ever going to have her drop it. Similar to Kofi Kingston, where just one day she just stops doing it. I noticed when she's when she was faced, she really dropped it. Yeah. But. I don't know. Crush. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on the, on the brawl? Uh, I'm not sure the best way to go about setting up a rematch is to have Roman, like, run through Rusev because he's already beat him, so mm-hmm. I don't know why. You're not done. Like, he, he sort of, like, he beat him and then challenged him as the champ, which is sort of a weird dynamic. <laughs> You're on. It's like, uh, yeah, and it's going to be in the cell. I don't know. It's sort of weird how they laid it out. That it way, Lana like, can't get involved. Well, it seemed like Rusev something. would like jump him from behind or anything, at least like beat him up, and he's like, you know, I want to, I want my rematch or whatever. Or that they would make Rusev run away a lot and be like, I want it to where you can't run away. Hell in a cell. Yeah, I don't know. They sort of go on a, they go about setting the matchup weirdly. I don't know. Yeah. Um. How did you feel about the the promo that Lana cut on Roman Reigns, or and vice versa? Uh, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, I don't think she's that great. I, I know people. I know people like her, and I know people think she's like um, 
really good at what she does, but I I just don't. Honestly, I don't think she's good at what she does. Rusev is the star. Crush. Um, Brian Kendrick and TJ Perkins, non-title matchup. I'm the man with the plan. That's right. Brian Kendrick got the win. Um, I win. enjoyed the matchup. I like the match, but I even though it's a non-title, I think it's too soon for TJ to <clears throat> for TJP to be losing cleanly. I felt like they could have again done something different to set up the rematch. Yeah, and for some um, reason, I thought this was going to be the the title match. Well, they I think they promoted it differently on the show. Like yeah. I think initially they said like non-title, and then they said because last week I think both. they were saying oh there's going to be two title matches: the cruiserweight and the and the women's title. I think they confused their own like stuff. Yeah, and they changed it, but it sets up for their pay-per-view payoff or whatever they do yeah i just don't i just think that he's a new champ in a new division and it's too soon to beat him like that yeah and uh i don't know i just think there are other ways that you could establish the rematch between the two kind of like uh the the swan and niece match like is is niece signed to wwe that's what i was wondering because there are some guys who are appearing, which I'm not really clear of the contract status of. Like, mm-hmm. Gulak is still doing independent dates, so I don't yeah. know if he's, like, wrapping up or if he's, uh, you know, working both, which is weird. I don't know. It, I mean, it makes... I can see why they do those sort of deals in NXT, but I don't sure. see how they could do those sort of deals on Raw. Maybe it's, like, location. Sure, I guess, just I guess maybe the same way as the local talent. <clears throat> They're like, hey, we, we, we want you to be in this matchup maybe it's like location based so if they're in a town where those guys are based out of or can get to yeah maybe they'll use them in i don't know i thought maybe okay they're establishing obviously i don't think even though kendrick beat him here i don't think kendrick's taking the belt i don't think they're that stupid (laughs) yeah but no no disrespect to kendrick but it's you just crown the champ right if you wanted kendrick to be the champ he should have won the fucking tournament yeah so no disrespect to Kendrick he's been really good in this whole thing but he's not losing and they are establishing heel so that's what I'm saying like he maybe like Nice has played the heel so maybe they're establishing another heel to challenge after the Kendrick stuff but I don't know it's weird with this contract status like is Mm -hmm. he a guy that can challenge and also they could have done that with someone else because Swan other than TJP and Kendrick Swan is like the guy who's sort of the most catching on yeah so it's weird to beat him like i don't know yeah because cedric alexander wasn't there this week right no he wasn't um i'm want to know where's jack gallagher is is did he sign he signed right because he got the video package yeah he yeah did, but they the did that package. they also did that with like organo and champa and they're, yeah. they're working nxt i think they did the, the package with gulak too well I mean, look, I think we just took that as these are the guys that are coming, and maybe they just <laughs> meant, like, we're bringing some cruiserweights. Here are some cruiserweights. Yeah. I Behold, you were three cruiserweights and some of the other guys from the classic. We were going to sprinkle these other dudes in. Yeah. I don't know, because supposedly Noam Dar is sign-signed, mm. but he hasn't even been on TV. That's crazy. Wait, Dar hasn't had a match, huh? No. Not on no. TV. But he was, he's supposedly sign-signed. Or, I don't know. What are they doing? What's happening here? I don't think I don't know. The fuck, man. Um, we got to see Braun Strowman squash another guy and demand better competition. <laughs> Any thoughts on who the competition might be? 
Hmm. Like, do you have him go up against a smaller guy, or do you throw like a large guy, like a Mark Henry or something at him? I'm trying to think who is like the established job guy who's a name guy. Curtis Axel. Yeah. Mark Henry. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Do you go with like a, a small guy, a medium guy, a large guy? Uh, I mean, I think you. Keep, I don't think you like feed him Big Show yet or something like mm-hmm. that. I think it would be. Well, I mean, maybe Curtis Axel is the right guy. Even though I don't think that I can't see that happening because I haven't seen him on Raw since the, right. the uh, draft. But I mean, Mahal, Darren Young. I don't Mahal. see like I don't see like Mahal because they're sort of positioning him as a heel, I guess. Yeah. So the dynamic is wrong. I don't see Mahal. Darren Young. Maybe Darren Young. That might that might work. <laughs> Titus O'Neil with his brand. <laughs> well, di- Titus O'Neil's heel too, so that's yeah. uh, make it a win. I really like that video that they yeah. did. <laughs> I'm not a sports guy, but I understand that that's like a bunch of sports the press cliches, conference, like oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just oh, so I don't get fined. And Tom, yeah. <laughs> I, I sort of like that he's like they don't they don't pay him back until he's like any questions, any questions, and then they pay him back. It's only Tom Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you go? Hello. What? What is? Hello. Hello. If you don't know what we're talking about, there's Hello? a WWE.com exclusive. You can find like on YouTube or the the website of Titus doing like a a press conference after his loss, and he's doing sort of a comedy. hashtag make it a win. He's sort of doing like a sticky like uh, comedy heel like uh, sports guy who's like real full of himself, and uh, uh, he was asked about like his loss to Sami Zayn. He's like, you know, he's like, no, 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 Sami Zayn didn't beat Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil beat Titus O'Neil, and all this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Titus screwed Titus. It's only like it's like a minute and a half. I'd say it's definitely worth what your yeah. minute and a half. Yeah. If you want to go look for it. For comedic sake. Go watch it. Um Man, Jericho is on a roll right now. <clears throat> uh the the promo that he and Kevin Owens had with New Day going back and forth. I was cracking up laughing. I thought he was really good, but there was one thing I can't think of what it was now, but there was one thing that he said that I had a problem with, but I can't remember. What was it was where he made the mention of, "Well, I haven't even asked for a title opportunity yet," or something? Oh no, no, that stuff oh. I that stuff I didn't have a problem with. It was something. Um, I mean, I it couldn't have been that big of a problem because I I, I can't. It doesn't stick out. Yeah. At the time, I remember like, eh, I didn't like that. But overall, I thought he did really well. You're gonna be on the list twice. <laughs> Put him on the list again. No, uh, don't put me on the list. I did chuckle quite a bit at the uh, um, jumping the shark back and forth. It was like, oh, come on. We, we wouldn't jump the shark. You know we don't swim. And when was the last time you jumped over in anything? The fu- when they <laughs> said that, the, the fucking oh <laughs> yeah, that yeah. came out of them was <laughs> fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Um, even, even later on the Jericho, uh, interaction with Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson, whenever he went around the camera to, yeah. to finish the ed, like that was, it was just great. He was, it was good. so they enjoyable. Were, they were really bad. He was good, yeah. but they were really bad. And I, I, I like that 70s show a lot. I used to be like a big fan of it. I watched it all the time, but, and I like those guys on it, but whoo, God damn, they were really bad on commentary and they were really yeah. bad on here. And you know what? If I if I could like hop into a time machine and go back in time and stop that '70s show from ever being created, 
just so I didn't have to sit through this. <laughs> now, even even having, that extreme that even even having loved that '70s show as a vehicle for all those people who are doing other things now, if I could go back in time and stop it just so I didn't have to sit through this raw shit, I might consider doing that. Damn. <laughs> but then Ashton and uh, Mila wouldn't end up together and have kids. Whatever. I didn't even know they were together. Yeah, and yeah. they got kids. I thought he was with Demi Moore. He was, but he wanted kids. She had kids, huh? She did, but they weren't his. They were Bruce Willis's. I mean, I know that, but... Yeah. And he wanted kids. So, there was that. Um, Sami Zayn, we did talk a little bit about Titus O'Neil. Sami Zayn got the win over that in like three minutes. You know, glad to see him get the win... It was just really fast. I don't know. He he made it a win, you know. Yeah, he took he took a page out of Titus O'Neil's book, and he made it a win. Um, Gals and Anderson defeated Golden Truth in about three minutes. I sort of loved how they were like they tried to do this whole like they're so dominant. They're the most dominant tag team. No, no, no. better better than that. I sort of loved how Gals and Anderson were like, look at these fucking. Losers are just like goofing off. Look how stupid they are after coming off of like two months of doing <laughs> nothing but goofing off and stupid jokes. Yeah. Yep. Ball jokes. We didn't do that shit. Yeah. Anywho. Um, New Day defeat Kevin Owens and Jericho. Uh, Tony Nese defeats Rich Swan, which we kind of talked about. Kind of a shocker. You know, especially with them building up Rich Swan, now you immediately cut the legs out from him. To, well, I don't know if I felt like they are building him up, but if he he's the one that feels like they should be building up. Yeah, and I felt like he didn't get hardly any offense in that matchup. It was more of a spotlight for Tony Nese. Yeah. And I, I was watching the match. I was like, okay, Swan's going to come back and, you know, pull out the victory, and that's going to be a nice shine for Nice. But yeah. no, it was just dominance from Nice, and he gets the win. I'm sitting there going, what the... What, wait a minute. What's what just what? happened here? I mean, it makes sense if he is signed and he's the yeah. next challenger, then fine. If that's the case, absolutely. Yeah, but we just don't know that that's the case. Yeah. I think. Can we get like a spreadsheet of who's signed and who's not, what their deal is? You know, I'm going to the website right now. I'm going to see who's on this motherfucking roster page. Okay. You do not that. Not that that's indi- any indication. But. Yeah. Um, while you do that, I'll go to Tyler for this uh, Seamus and Cesaro odd couple. What, what are your thoughts on this? I, I know it sounds bad, but I'm kind of meh with it. Yeah, you know? like um, I like them, but uh, their their matches is what I'm meh about. It's their interactions outside the ring that I'm absolutely loving. Yeah, the you know pulling in in the car and they're like, oh, you got us lost. They're like, well, you're the one not listening to me giving directions and get my bags. Oh, I'll get your bag and just uh, chunk yeah, it down. Like and, part, you know, just their constant bickering and hopping in front of one another. And even when they're walking down the hall, Cesaro like ducks out of the way and jumps in front of him and he's like, oh, you clever Whoa, little... Come again. Which part do you like and which part do you not like? I like the interactions outside the ring. Their matches against the local talents or whatever to see if they gel. I'm I'm like whatever. I mean I get it. They're trying to say you know hey I, you know I'm the star of this of this tag team and but they're also having interactions where they're protecting one another. I get that and I like that, but I don't know. Okay, I like their interactions outside. I'm complete more. opposite. I'm fine with the ring work. I think the 
I think the whole like odd couple. That, yeah, it's like you can do that in like a new way, but they're doing it in the very played out like way. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that, but I'm fine mm-hmm. with the ring work. Yeah. I thought they did some cool stuff, like as far as like Cesaro like jumping off of his back to hit the DDT on the other guy. Yeah. I, I think that's a, like a cool way to be sort of like a fuck you, but I'm also like, mm-hmm. you know, kicking ass in the match. I don't know. And also, I did like the, um, yeah, I could, I disagree because I think they're doing some like unique, like we don't get along stuff. Like, because Sheamus did the, when the guy was trying to roll up Cesaro or pull him from behind, Sheamus went oh, out and yeah. grabbed his hand. And he was like helping him. He's like, "Fuck you! Don't help me! I got this." And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And so I, I thought they had a, I thought they had a little bit of an interesting spin on the at least the ring stuff. Yeah. I think the outside of the ring stuff sort of played out in my mm-hmm. opinion. Well, I guess we just differ on that. Here, yeah. I'll read you the guys from the cruiserweight division that are on the roster. Page. Okay, this, this is what we need <clears throat> to know. This uh, I is... mean, well, take up the grain of salt because the sure. rock, the rock is on the roster page. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's there all the time. So, He's never leaving. So whatever remember. that's worth. Okay, I gotta scroll through them all because they're not separated. But okay, Ken- Kendrick, the Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Drew Gulak, interesting. Gulak Cole, not Gulak. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Grand Metallic. Which we haven't seen him in two weeks. Well, he's wrapping up his dates in Mexico. Ah, that makes sense. But he's there. He's signed for sure. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay Dorado. And that's... Noam Dar. Hmm. Rich Swan. Can you handle this? Can TJ you Perkins. This? Can you handle this? Tony Nice is on the roster huh. page. So maybe he signed. That's all. Okay. So Gargano and Ciampa are not on there. And, uh, I think Gallagher right. is not on there. No. That makes me sad. All maybe we'll see him on NXT or something. But although I know, well, you know Ciampa and Gargano are doing the Dusty Classic. Well, even like Swan is in the Dusty Classic and stuff. But you yeah. know, like Gallagher is not in the Dusty Classic either. You yeah. think you figured they could have put? Him I in really thought they would pick him up. Because he was, I mean, his very first match, he was over as hell with that crowd. I mean, maybe they offered him a deal and he didn't take it. I mean, like... It's possible. I mean, Ibushi didn't accept... They offered Ibushi a deal yeah. he didn't accept. They offered... And he actually came out and and spoke about that. Did you see that article? I He spoke about it a couple of times now where he's happy to do the shots and the tournaments yeah. and stuff, but he's not going to like accept a full-time deal there. He's got too much that he wants to do in Japan. Which I think that's that's actually pretty cool. It, it, as long as the WWE will have him, he'd be like, yeah, I'm open to working with you guys. Right. I just don't want to do it on a full-time basis. Same thing with Zack Sabre Jr. They offered him a deal. I believe they offered him a deal, too, and he didn't take it. So yeah. maybe Gallagher was offered and didn't take because Maybe. I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't have any. Pro- I think Lindsay Dorado's fine. I don't have any problems with him. But as far as, like, guys in the tournament, I mean, Gallagher did as well as him, so why would they offer a guy like Lindsay a deal and not offer a guy like Gallagher a deal? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, maybe it's a visa issue. Well, although he came, I mean, he came over for. Hmm. I don't know how visas work. Maybe he could get a short-term visa, and maybe he's well, working on a long-term visa. I'm looking at Jack Gallagher's wiki page, and it says he's an English professional wrestler, mixed martial artist, currently signed to WWE under the ring name Jack Gallagher, and performs on the Raw brand. Well, you can't go about Wiggy. That's true, for too. sure. But <laughs> I, 
I'm not saying he's not signed. We just haven't seen him. Yeah. And I don't know why they wouldn't be using him for like the Dusty, unless they have like a specific way they intend to introduce him, mm-hmm. which is actually a good thing if they do have like a specific way that they want to bring him in and not just here are a bunch of cruiserweights and this guy is one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going, I'm scrolling through his uh, Twitter page right now to see if there's any posts on it. There was a fan who said who made a sign that says, "If Jack Gallagher no shows, we lose our stiff upper lips." Me chuckle. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what he has going for him down the road. But that is a talent that I would love to see. Um, so that technically, well, no, never mind. Um, the The main event of Raw, Sasha Banks going up against Charlotte, women's title on the line. Dana Brooke gets gets taken out before the matchup. After she taunts Bailey, I thought that was pretty well done. I thought so too. Um, it was a nice touch, and um, yeah, it was a good way to get her out. And I, it I know Charlotte's it, gonna probably put the blame on her. Like that's what happens, you know, when you're not there for me. Well, uh, it makes also it makes Bailey look like an upper dog, but not just an underdog that's gonna just like take shit off of people. Which I thought mm-hmm. is a good way. And honestly, I don't think they're going. I don't know that they're going that way. I thought they were setting up like a Bailey Dana feud. Yeah, is what I thought. Is I mean, not in that moment, but they're gonna going forward. I can see that being the feud. Like in that moment, the the expressed purpose was Dana Brooke wasn't gonna interfere in the match. Right. <clears throat> but I could see that being Dana Brooke and Bailey going forward are gonna feud. Yeah. Uh, so what y'all guys? What do you guys think about that matchup? I thought it was a little sloppy, but not in a way that bothered me. Yeah. Sometimes slop can like add add to the feel, and at 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 worst doesn't subtract from the feel, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I was yeah. surprised that she won it on Raw. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. because I think the pay per views in Boston, which is her hometown. So when is that? Two weeks from now. Yeah. I mean, two weeks from this weekend, I assume. Yeah. They seem to be spaced two weeks apart. Something like that, yeah. Then hopefully we'll get a break for a while. Um, until Survivor Series, at least. I don't know what they have after that, but goodness. Um, I think TLC is like the end of the year. Because I, whenever I was looking for Rumble date tickets things, I think they had TLC listed mm-hmm. for... Um, I forget. I think it was a Texas... I think TLC is in like Dallas this year, which is weird because it was huh. in Houston last year. Was it Houston last year? Not last year. Year before. Though. Yeah. Year or two, somewhere around there. Um, I will give Charlotte a lot of credit. That corkscrew moonsault that she did. It very, was impressive. Very impressive. Very athletic. Um, I dug it. it good stuff. You dug it. I dug it. That's right. Um, Smackdown, the, uh, the go-home show to No Mercy. They had... Uh, Kane go up against Bray Wyatt. Kane ends up winning on a countout uh, after Randy Orton appears upside down, saying, "I'm just trying to see things from your perspective." Whoa! Check out this. I did this. Ah, look what I did in post. This Bray Wyatt Randy Orton stuff. <laughs> who could care? Who could care about this? Is it the shit? Randy Orton fans and Bray Wyatt fans. That's who. Everyone was curious. Yeah. How Bray. Got out of that uh, storage unit. It was by the help of Sister Abigail. Yeah, sure. Yes. I was halfway expecting a hand to show to appear 
to reach out to Bray because he put his hand out. I was expecting like a hand to come out. Like how creepy would that be to some people? As a cameraman. Yeah, as a cameraman. That's right. As he's locked away in that storage unit that did not have a lock on it. That could have easily been tampered with. But hey, I'm who am I to get out of here? Who Randy. am I to point out such small details like that? Hey, Randy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Nikki Bella defeats Alexa Bliss via disqualification because Carmella got involved. Then Becky makes a save, which you know what that means. Tag match, players. Uh, then Alexa Bliss and Carmella defeat Nikki Bella and Becky Lynch. So they got that win back pretty quickly. Um. Short matchup between the Hype Bros and the Vaude Villains. Forgot the Vaude Villains were on SmackDown for a while. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, they're not doing anything with them. Nope. And the Hype Bros, I guess they're going to be contenders against the Usos. What was win. that? Uh, the thing that Mojo Raleigh did was that? Has he done that before? The Hammer Time uh, little pelvic thrust thing? I don't think so. I'm like, what? It was bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, you, know, you know what? Also, I think is real dumb. When he does the, he ain't hype thing, I, I think it's so dumb. <laughs> but he's just letting the crowd know that he ain't hyped. I mean, who who wouldn't know? Who wouldn't know that Mojo's the hype one? Someone who's watching it for the first time, maybe? I mean, can you just tell by the way he's I being hyped? I don't stay hyped because I have a condition. <laughs> his, his state of hypeness, it just is, you could just see. He's not hyped enough. He needs to be hyper. I just drank five five-hour energy shots for twenty-five continuous hours of energy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, thoughts on the Miz TV documentary special guest appearance by I'm the not gonna, Spirit Squad? I'm not gonna lie. That, that trailer, I laughed at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked it, with the exception of I didn't like. It's just like a thing that gets on. I know a lot of people don't care, but it's a thing that really bothers me. I didn't like like the, well, I can only get two of them because the rest got lost on the way back to OVW. I don't like the idea of him saying like, this is a thing where we have a developmental system where uh, these guys didn't seem to work out, so they sent them back down. Like I didn't, NXT mm. is different because it's, it's they treat it like it's a, like a separate company. Yeah. So it's like if someone comes or goes to NXT, it's like, they're going there to compete, but OVW... You're going there to train. Especially the way that he presented it here was like, you are being demoted because you're not a good professional wrestler. I don't know. I didn't like that part. But mm. the overall, I sort of liked it. I kind of hope they stick around as like Mrs. Lackeys. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, just because... I don't uh, think they are either. But they they had had a, Kenny uh, might. They but. had a backstage segment. Charlie Caruso was trying to get a hold of them, and they were on a cart leaving. She's like, oh no, they're leaving as fast as they came here. Yeah. Like on a golf cart? Yep. <laughs> um, uh, What's the dude? Not Dykstra. What's the other dude's name? Mikey. Mikey! Mikey looked like, Mikey. He, put, Mikey looked like he put on a little weight. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, look, listen, I'm the last guy who should be talking about another dude putting on a little weight. Well, but I'm just from saying. his earlier days to <laughs> yeah. now, there is a visible also, change. Sure, sure. Kenny Dykstra looks freaking skinny. Yeah, I can see that. Because remember how when he broke off from the Spirit Squad, he was a little little bigger, but not. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe now. We just haven't just, seen him in years, though. We haven't seen him in a long time, and we're seeing him in HD now. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That, yeah. Was, that was before WWE went HD. Oh, okay, yeah. 
That's it. So that could be, you know, the camera added 10 pounds and all that. And now, we're, now we're seeing him in, uh, in full HD where it's like, oh, he's a little bit slimmer. That or maybe he's just taking better what care of himself. What was the other members? Nikki! Well, oh, I know that. Nikki! What was the other two? Mikey! I, I can't remember. Was there five altogether? Kenny! six? I thought there was four. No. no, there were five. There were five. Okay. Well, it was those two and Dolph. That's three. Yeah. I can't remember the rest. I'll look them up. Okay. Yeah, you, you look them up, and uh, <laughs> you have that in your browser history. Um... I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued as to where they're actually going with this storyline um, for No Mercy, which we'll talk about in our predictions. But uh, it's going to be an interesting talk for sure. Uh, Jason Jordan made quick work of Jay Uso. Then the Usos attacked, but Slater and Rhino made the save. I found it. There's Kenny, Kenny, Johnny, Johnny, Mitch, Big Johnny, Nikki, and Mikey. Hmm. I like how Mitch is the only guy who. I should have called him Mitchie or something. Mitchie. <laughs> it's like they couldn't come up with a one more. Kenny, like, Johnny, Nikki, Mikey. Dolphy. Mitch. <laughs> well, like didn't they, they do that with uh, with the ghosts? Jesse. On, uh, right there. On Pac-Man. It took me five seconds. Yeah. He could have been Jesse. Jesse. What? Didn't they do that with the ghosts from Pac-Man? There's like Inky, Blinky, Winky, and Bob or something like that. I have no clue. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Right. Should talk. I'll put that on my Sounds browser like. history. Sounds like that could be something. <laughs> Bless you. Blah. Um, Mitch. That doesn't go. Swagger going up against Corbin. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not into this. I thought it was an interesting finish. I'm not sure it, it was a good finish, but it was an interesting one to say the least. What, you guys didn't think that that was... I don't think I've ever seen them do it quite like this. Uh, at least not in no, a long yeah, time. Yeah, I've never seen... I've always been curious about stuff like that. You know, This was like a very like... It seemed like they were like drawing from like real life sports inspiration. Like that was a bad call. Like he was clearly, yeah. like, and they're like some of the guys were like, no, 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 I look like he tapped to me, and the other guys were like, no, 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 he was clearly reaching for the. Lord. It was very subjective. So they're like, yeah. uh, to me, it looked like obviously he he was reaching on purpose, but the the idea was to make it subjective or whatever. Yeah, it's it's similar to those times where, uh, you know, you go to your local wrestling show and. Uh, the people are like banging on the mat to try and get the the slow clap going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, technically, you could count that as a tap because right. he's banging on the mat. Right, like that's a tap, ref. Yep. Um, so it it is subjective. So it it does he create a little out. controversy. I thought it was a pretty nifty little finish. I don't. Th- I can't recall seeing that before. I'm not saying it's never happened. Don't uh, fucking. Uh, I don't write in anything. with all the times it's happened. I'm just saying I can't recall. A yeah, not on like top that. of my head. I don't. I don't think so. And by the way, I did look up the Pac-Man ghost names. It is Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. But that's actually just their nicknames. Their characters are actually Shadow, Speedy, Bashful, and Pokey. Gotcha. Pokey well, is Clyde. Hand job ghost. No! <laughs> that's high five ghost, dude. <laughs> no, that's a dirty cousin or something. Hand job ghost. She, she turns oh, tricks. Oh, I forgot. High Five Ghost did have like the shitty like cousin. What was yeah, his name? From prison. Yeah, but his name wasn't actually Handjob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Do you know they're doing like a regular show in space? Like it's yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like a new spin on the series. Okay, know. I'm gonna look at High Five Ghost. Will there uh, be baby cousin? ducks on the moon? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, they sent them there. They sent a lot of shit to that moon. <laughs> yeah, they did. Soda machine that doesn't work. Send it to the moon. Um. And then we had the the confrontation between Styles, Ambrose, and Cena. Um, uh, best best 
Mike work from Dean Ambrose in a long time. Yeah. Very well done. And uh, they both went crazy. Oh. And um, low five ghost. Low five ghost. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what do you think about this this standoff? Uh, wait, say it again, the standoff uh, for... Styles and Ambrose and Cena. I like the confrontation. Just like, okay, they all get in there, and then you know, Styles says something to... Uh, Cena. Well, he says something about Ambrose that brings out Ambrose. And then well, Ambrose is talking about once they're him. all out there, and then right. they all go Cena, and you know Cena's about to say something, go after shut AJ, up. just shut then, your mouth, and then you know Dean gets in his face. I was yeah. like, oh shit, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they're using Ambrose as a as a tweener here. He's like, yeah. look, I'm pissed off at you, and I'm pissed off at you. So, uh, I and I have right to be. So it's still weird the dynamic, like. How they're using Cena against Dean. Yeah. Just because Dean's, I mean, he's like the loose cannon, but he's not like a hill. Right. You know, and Cena's getting his face. I don't like you, homie, you know. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's it's good because someone's getting in, in Cena's face. Cena known not to back down. So yeah. it, that's just where that stems from. But it was the fact that he was bringing up, you know, hey, you want to talk about uh, hustle. I've been busting my ass since I got here, since day one. Uh, you know, I, I wrestled the most matches last year. I've wrestled the most matches this year, which is actually accurate uh, as far as like house shows, pay-per-views, actual televised matches as well. Uh, Dean Ambrose wrestled the most last year out of anybody. So for him to come out and drop that little bit of knowledge, very well done. Uh, you know, he went through the hustle, the loyalty, and the respect, and it was like, you obviously don't respect me just because I'm not kissing your ass. You know, I know how you are backstage and uh, all this, blah, 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 blah. Like like Doug mentioned, it was very well done. Uh, great mic work from uh, from Ambrose. I liked, I even liked the fact that John Cena said, hey, talk is cheap, and got right into the brawl. Yeah. He didn't even say anything, or well, he didn't say a lot. He just said that. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean... It's it's gonna make a lot of people question the uh, the main event. A lot of people are saying that no the mercy. ratings for SmackDown are better than Raw. Uh, I don't know the details about that, but for this particular week, or I don't know. Over, I guess this week, I don't know. Well, I know that the the SmackDown ratings slipped a little bit over the past week or two. Uh, I have not seen how they did this week, but I mean SmackDown is putting on on a, a an entertaining product. Um, they're doing a fine job. Uh, interweaving storylines throughout SmackDown. Even though, like the Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt one, it's not one that I'm necessarily interested in. They are giving a lot of shine to. They are are putting a lot of build into a lot of the matches focused at at No Mercy. You know, we have the the Carmella and Nikki Bella. We've got the uh, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. We've got the Miz and Ziggler. We've got the the um, triple threat match. And now we have Orton and Wyatt. So there are a lot of matches that all have stories. They're not just being thrown together at the last minute. And even with uh, the addition of Jack Swagger and Baron Corbin, you know, it, yeah, technically it was one of those last minute decisions because it was on the go home show before the pay-per-view. But it immediately has a story because it's something that has been built for the past couple of weeks. Ever since Jack Swagger showed up, he's like, hey, you're a big dog. I'm a big dog. Let's see who's bigger. And, uh, you know, they have a match. There's some controversy surrounding it. And now we know that there's going to be a matchup. So, uh, 
I don't know how much longer I can stall for Doug to get back from the bathroom. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I guess with that being said, we got to oh, hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. We got to hear those picks. So no mercy predictions. You go straight into it then. Huh? I mean, I tried to stall as long as I could. What, what? Was there more than you wanted to talk about? Uh, chicks, man. Chicks, man. Yeah, let's talk uh, about those chicks, man. What else is going on? What kind on? of chickens do you like? I don't know. Oh. Kind of a hen fan myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. So, uh, no mercy taking place. But how are we going to know his picks? He's going to come in and come back in and tell us. That's how it works. Yeah, but are we going to be ready? Or we're going to go through the matches and he's going to come back and tell us this? I mean, we could. No. Or do you want to... Do you want to like interrupt the show and have our interview with Sean Maluta? Let's do that. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll do that. You're listening to an exclusive interview on WNS. Okay, folks. Joining us on the show this week, you might have seen him in the Cruiserweight Classic. In fact, I know you did. It is our guest this week, Sean Maluta. Sean, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much for having me, my man. We appreciate your time for all for everything Sean Maluta related. You can follow him on Twitter at Savate Kick S A V A T E Kick. So, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Oh, doing great, doing great. Now, you recently involved in the Cruiserweight Classic on the WWE Network, which was absolutely phenomenal, and I'd really like to get your experience throughout the entire journey. So, when you when you first found out you were selected, well, first off, how were you selected for the Cruiserweight Classic? Well, basically, uh, I've had about a nine-year or so career now, and uh, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of tryouts in the last, I, w- I want to say, about four years. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with uh, a lot of people in, in the WWE already. Uh, William Regal, who is uh, very heavily in charge of the whole tryout process, and, you know, when you go on the road and run SmackDown, things like that, uh, anytime you're booked as an extra, that's uh, usually who you're dealing with. I've built a pretty strong relationship with uh, Mr. Regal over the years. Um, you know, I, I think he saw enough of me for the, the few times that I performed for him. You know, he saw enough of, of me to, uh, you know, include me in this tournament. And, uh, you know, I was approached about it earlier in the year. I was just so excited for the, for the you know, the whole process. And, you know, because I was finally going to get the platform that I always dreamed about being on. And um, so, I, you know, I, I owe a lot of that to Mr. Regal. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been around the WWE for a couple of years now, getting looks here and there and doing a lot of extra work. So, you know, I, I believe I, I built up enough to where, you know, they, they took a chance on me and uh, brought me in as one of the 32. And, um, you know, the rest was history. Yeah, very cool. And that's, you know, that's one of those things where out of every wrestler out there in the world trying to get in, you're one of the few 32 that actually got the chance to perform in front of the crowd. You did go out in the uh, in the first round, unfortunately, uh, going up against Ibushi. But take us through the events of, Okay, so you've gotten the call, you've been selected, you're backstage, in the room with everybody. Take us through that. Who's Who all is in there giving pep talks? Was it Triple H? Was it William Regal? Was it all of them? Like, give us sort of a, sort of a vibe, a, a visual. Yeah, the whole experience was, was just surreal. You know, it started at the Performance Center earlier that week, kind of, you know, meeting uh, the coaches and, and everybody that was uh, involved in putting the whole tournament together. So that was pretty cool. Also, you know, obviously uh, meeting the other uh, 31 guys that were going to be competing. 
So it was, you know, it was a couple of days of that. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, Triple H from, you know, him to everybody down, a lot of, a lot of good talks, a lot of insight on, on how the tournament was going to work and uh, what was to be expected of it. Really cool stuff. I, I remember, I think it was, a, it was the Tuesday before the taping, Triple H uh, talked to us and, you know, all 32 of us uh, were there. And, you know, he was just basically talking about the opportunity that this was going to be. And I think it was, you know, obviously this was an idea that they've had for, for a while now, maybe even years, but nobody really knows how it's going to turn out until after it's over and done with. And um, eventually the, the whole thing was such a success that, uh, you know, the Cruiserweight division was rebirthed from this tournament, uh, at least I believe. So it was, you know, it was a lot of interactions throughout the week. I could just remember that Thursday was the day of the uh, of the first round of taping, and man, you know, it was just you know a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves. Um, I was just so excited to finally reach uh, this moment, my first time, my first official match performing in, in the WWE ring. It's it's all I ever dreamed about. It's all I ever wanted, and I was just lucky that it happened uh, on something so prestigious as this as this Cruiserweight Classic. Very cool. And one of the things that I personally really enjoyed about the Cruiserweight Classic was the different vibe that they gave off before, during, and even after the matchup, where they had the handshakes, the raising of the hand after the matchup, with both guys standing there, just a all-around different vibe. They even had video packages for every member of the uh, of the Classic. When they got to you, did you want your heritage to be brought up, or did you want it to be more of a, no, this is me doing my own thing? Um, I don't really have a problem with it. You know, I'm very proud of my family and, and you know, the, her- the heritage that I come from. A lot of guys that you see on TV today, like Roman and the Usos, I spent I spent time as, as a kid with them, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so... Um, you know, I I knew uh, I I knew it, it was going to be brought up. Uh, I had no problem with that at all. Um, you know, ever since I was I got into this business, you know, I always I always wanted to control my own performance, and you know, I always wanted to be looked at as um, you know, I just want to be judged as you know as my own person, and um, just judge me on my performance out there. So you know, uh, you know the whole family ties. You know that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't have a problem with it, how anything was presented. You know, I thought everything was great. You know, the little stories the rest of the competitors were telling. It was great insight of uh, you know what it took for all of us to get here, and uh, you know my family was a big part of that. My uncle Alpha, I could talk days about. You know, he's he's like a father to me. So uh, I've been around him my whole life. Uh, he's my mentor. And, you know, he's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today and the reason why I've had so many great opportunities uh, in the past. So, you know, the whole family thing was, was, was cool. It was, you know, it was pretty much inevitable that they were going to mention that at the end of the day, no matter who your family is, you got to go out there and produce. you got to go out there and perform mm-hmm. and, um, and put on the show that, that, you know, that people expect from you. And that's all I try to do. Very cool. At what age did you decide that you wanted to be a wrestler? Now, obviously, growing up, being in that particular family, the Samoan dynasty, of course, it's around you regardless of what you want to be. But at what point did you say, yeah, that's, that's something I'd like to do? You probably hear a lot of guys say that this was their dream and um, wrestling was it for them. Uh, that that's that couldn't be any truer for me. It seems like I've been around training centers and and indie events my whole life, and I had to be in the state of Pennsylvania. I had to be uh, legally 14 years old to start training uh, seriously. 
So I, you know, I already knew years prior that's what I was going to do. I did some, I did some things here and there when I was a kid. I played little league baseball uh, for a couple years, and the, the, the bigger, the bigger thing than that was I spent seven years uh, training taekwondo, uh, uh, karate, um, and martial arts, um, which I think kind of contributed to my athletic background. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, wrestling was going to be it for me. You know, I just had to to wait till I was uh, of age to, you know, start that whole process. And, um, you know, I lived in New York at the time, and I would make the commute uh, to Pennsylvania, where uh, the Wild Samoan Training Center was located at the time. And it actually still is. It's, it's run by Sam Wu up there, and it's run by my Uncle Alpha uh, down here in Florida. Um, so, you know, at 14 years old, I was, I was, I was more than ready to, to be in there and, and ready to go. And, um, you know, I, again, the Pennsylvania laws, you know, you had to be 14 to start training, and then you had to be 18 to start, uh, you know, working on shows and different events and things like that. So, uh, you know, I just stuck to the process and, and stuck to the stuck to the plan. And um, WXW is uh, is my home promotion. You know, that's the company that my uncle owns. So that was pretty much where I got my uh, my first knack of experience. Very cool. A lot of fans growing up, they say that one particular moment made them become a wrestling fan. For a lot of the uh, now becoming older generation, it was the smashing of the coconut by Rowdy Roddy Piper over uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, you know, now that the, the newer generation is getting younger and younger, what was the moment for you that, that you were a wrestling fan, if you can recall? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think it was just one moment. You know, like I, I've been so blessed to have a lot of, a lot of opportunities, uh, even as a, as a baby and a, and, a, and a kid growing up. Like, for example, my Uncle Alpha, when he was a manager uh, for the Head Shrinkers back in 92, 93, you know, years like that. You know, I'm like, I'm like four or five years old at that point. He was actually able to take me on the road with him for a little bit, and I got to experience uh, some of the first Raws ever. So I got to meet, you know, all my heroes and, and idols at a very, at a very young age. Guys like Shawn Michaels and, and Mr. Perfect, you know, I, I got pictures with all those guys, uh, you know, as a as a baby almost. Um, so I think all that, you know, kind of contributed to just expanding my love for, for the business. You know, uh, I mentioned just always constantly being around training centers and and rolling around and just I wanted to be one of the boys before I was one of the boys. You know, it was just it was just my thing, man. And uh, a lot of time growing up. I was one of those kids, you know, I, I had the VHS uh, tape everything, you know, uh, it was, it was just, an, it was, it was pretty much, a, it was the only dream that I ever had. It was like almost like an, a, an obsession. And, um, that's why, uh, it's so humbling to, you know, finally achieve some success uh, this year. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, a lot of my childhood contributed to what you know what I'm doing now. Right on. Going back into the classic, you fell into in the first round going up against Kota Ibushi. How was it working against Ibushi? Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> uh, Kota Ibushi, so much respect for him. Um, he, I, you know, I've been telling everybody he's he's if if he's not one of the best in the world, he is the best in the world. You know, that's how highly I think of that guy. He has a style that's that's very appealing to, to me. Like, you know, when I'm, when I'm out here uh, studying and, and, and trying to learn, you know, um, which I still do today, he has that style that, that I love to watch, you know, that it's like a perfect mix of striking and, um, and high flying. And that's, that's, that's what I try to bring to the table too. 
you know, Abushi is just he's got he's, he's so smooth, he he's so finesse, he brings so much finesse to the game. Um, you know, I already knew about his reputation before he was um he was gonna be competing in this tournament. I've been a big fan of Japanese wrestling since I can remember all the way back to the heavyweights like Kawada and Misawa and then later on, you know, just watching New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. I I just always loved Japanese wrestling and um that's why it was a huge honor to, to work with a guy like that. And, you know, it made it even that much more special that it was my first match ever in the WWE ring. And, and here I am against a lot of people's favorite to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. So the whole experience was just great. Coda's a great guy. There was a little bit of a language barrier there, too. <laughs> I'm not, not, not sure if people, uh, uh, well, some, some people might know because obviously he was, uh, he had a translator uh, hanging around, you know, for his, his uh, post-match promos and things like that, but that's all real stuff, man. You know, he's he's very limited when it comes to English, but, you know, I, I, I embraced the challenge. It was actually my first time working with a guy that couldn't speak English like that, so it was a challenge for me, and I just embraced it, and, you know, I, I could have been working with anybody in there. You know, I, I knew that, you know, I had to go out there and produce. Um, this is what I worked my whole life for, and this, is, this was my, finally my platform to do it. And it just made it that much more special that I was in there with such a great talent like him. Absolutely. And unfortunately, you came up a little short in the first round, but you did get to have a bonus match later on. You teamed up to go up against the Bollywood boys. Was there talk backstage of, hey, I want to go up against this guy? No, I want to go up against this guy. Hey, can we just go out in the ring and just face all of these guys? Or was it sort of, you know, I I got a feel of those 32 guys, everyone's kind of like sizing each other up going, yeah, I think we could do a a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I actually got pretty lucky because uh, I actually, te- technically, I-, I wrestled on every single Cruiserweight Classic taping, <laughs> except you know you're, you're, you're probably only going to see the match with Ibushi. But you know, I've been I've been I've been lucky enough to have a lot of opportunities with dark matches and things like that. And um, I, I think it definitely helps that I'm, I'm local. You know, I live right outside of Orlando. The opportunity was there, and I, I just tried to take it. And uh, you know, I actually had a couple of matches matches with the Bollywoods uh, at this point, and uh, you know, any any opportunity that I get these days, just trying to make the most of it. You know, they're giving me the ball, and I'm just trying to run with it. And uh, you know, hopefully, that there'll be more opportunities to come. Was there anyone in that locker room that you did not get to face that you would have liked to? Um, oh man, you, you can you can name all <laughs> you can name like a whole bunch of people from that tournament that I would love <laughs> to work with. Hopefully, I can in the in the in the, in the very near future. Uh, Guys like Brian Kendrick, uh, who I've watched for years and years, it seems, you know, ever since his run with Ring of Honor and, and Japan and things like that, it's nothing but respect for him. Uh, guys like Zack Sabre and, and Cedric Alexander, Tozawa, you know, these are guys that, um, that you know, some of them I was familiar with, some of them, you know, I just, I just saw their work for the first time there, but there's definitely a long list of people from that tournament that I think I can uh, mix it up uh, pretty well with. And you mentioned Brian Kendrick, one of the uh, one of the veterans in the locker room. Also, Tajiri was back there as well. Did any of them approach you? Did he, did you approach any of them asking uh, advice or thoughts on your matchup or anything? Oh yeah, I'm always uh, I've always been one to pick pick as many brains as I can. Actually, Brian Kendrick was actually the first person that I uh, actually talked to uh, that whole week just because of where we were sitting, you know, I started a conversation with him and I just told him how much I respect his work. And, uh, you know, he was just talking to me like a coworker. 
you know, uh, a lot of a lot of guys like that. But it's it's mainly um, it was mainly trying to get as much out of uh, out of out of the coaches that you can, um, and trying to learn the system as as best as possible, um, how things are done, uh, how TV works. You know, that's what I was really going for. Um, you know, because I want to be the I just want to be the best uh, overall uh, at my game, and um, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that are done on the indies. That uh, that can't be done or aren't done um, when you're wrestling for the WWE, and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of things that when you are when when you're wrestling WWE TV that you have to be aware of, and you know little little tips and little tricks of the trade. Um, so I was just trying to you know uh, educate myself as best as possible with that stuff. Very cool. And uh, since the conclusion of the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, have you been in contact with WWE? Are we, we going to be seeing you again, maybe on NXT, possibly the Cruiserweight division on Raw? Well, um, a couple weeks after the match with Ibushi, uh, I got called in to, to wrestle NXT again today or Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you were going to mention that, but I, I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, because, just because that match means so, so much to me. I talked about Ibushi style and how much I respect him. But uh, Hideo Itami, oh man, he's just another level to me when it comes to, um, he, he's literally one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And uh, that was another special moment. You know, uh, here I am, my first match on NXT, and I get to share that with him. And it, it was just special for a lot of reasons. You know, he, it was his first match coming back from surgery. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I was one of the first guys from the Cruiserweight Classic that got eliminated that was, later seen on TV, so that was pretty cool. It's just opportunity is a big word, and uh, you never you never know what's going to happen in, in the near future. You know, right now there hasn't been any talks. I am local. I'm right, I'm right outside of Orlando, so uh, I've been frequently booked for a lot of NXT um, as, you know, doing extra work and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, regardless of if I'm being used or not, they have enough faith in me to uh, to, you know, consistently book me with that and I'm just so honored and blessed for that. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, man, uh, you know, just hoping for more opportunities in the future. Very cool. And like to like to know a couple things about you outside of the ring. What do you like to do as far as hobbies? Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a simple guy. You know, I just I, I love hitting the gym. You know, at least five times a week. Um, you know, uh, outside of the ring, you know, you can catch me just watching football. You know. It's pretty much if I don't have any kind of wrestling on my TV, you know, there's some kind of sports going on. You know, like I'm a, I'm a big football fan, uh, pretty big basketball fan. You know, um, I just enjoy sports. You know, I, I love working out. Um, you know, movies. You know, it's just pretty pretty basic stuff. But uh, you know, uh, honestly, uh, a lot of my time is is really is really watching wrestling and and not just watching it just to watch it, but, you know, uh, critiquing things and dissecting things and mm-hmm. writing things down. Um, that's that's one of my biggest hobbies, to be honest. Very cool. And do you have any uh, any upcoming shows uh, in the in the next couple of months that you'd like to promote some, so some of your fans might be able to attend? I do. Uh, WXW is, is still my hometown, uh, home promotion, I should say. Uh, we're, right, we're located right outside of Orlando in, in Mineola, Florida. Uh, we have we have our next show October fifteenth. Uh, I'm, I'm currently the world champion there, so you know I'm always, uh, you know I can I can always be seen there. You know that's 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 been my home 
Um, you know, I, I got a I got a match coming up in, in San Antonio, Texas, coming up in November. Um, we have our own uh, Wild Samoan Tag Team Tournament. Uh, it's been an annual thing for the last uh, few years. That's coming up in December. Basically, any kind of events coming up that I'm I'm going to be a part of, I'm almost uh, sure to be posting uh, on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. Uh, you mentioned my Twitter. It's at Savat Kick. Uh, Facebook, you know, Sean Maluda. Uh, you can find out any kind of events like I got coming up on there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we certainly appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck to you. Hope uh, NXT comes calling for you again. Sean Maluda has certainly been a pleasure. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. We gots to hear those picks. We gots to hear those picks. We gots to hear those picks. So, No Mercy taking place this Sunday on the WWE Network should be pretty interesting. It really, honestly, it snuck up on me. Uh, I didn't remember it until they were posting on it on uh, on Raw and SmackDown. I was like, oh yeah, that is this weekend, isn't it? Uh, so we have the kickoff match, Jack Swagger going up against Baron Corbin. So, um, Tyler, you fell a point in the uh, in the last pay-per-views, so we'll kick it off with you. Uh, who are you going to go with on this one? I would think that... Uh, you would think... S- Swagger would win, so Baron Corbin will... If they would continue the feud or whatever, and Baron Corbin would... Um, you know, say it's bullshit and, you know, still attack him mm-hmm. on stuff. So, I don't know. I'm going Swagger. Do so you think Swagger might find another way to, to win? Similar to the false tap out, well, reaching no, he, for the ropes? Well, he won this last time. Yeah. Ah, shit. I don't know. Uh, this could be a one and done thing. I don't know. Swagger wants to budge. I don't know. <laughs> Back and forth in my head. Corbin. Corbin? So, you're switching from Swagger to Corbin. Yeah. Final answer? Yes. All right. Doug? I'm going to take Corbin as well. Okay. Um, I was thinking about maybe have Jack Swagger win again just to make Corbin even more furious. Um, Or he could get the win back and they'd be like, okay, well, I won once and you won once. And now let's have the rubber match or something. So I could see it really go either way. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go with Jack Swagger on this one. I'll I'll vary it up. I'll I'll give Tyler an opportunity to get that point back. Um, so yeah, so I'm picking Swagger. You guys are going with Corbin. So someone's getting a point. Um, nope. Tyler, talk. Uh, pick pick the next matchup. We've got uh, Miz and Ziggler, Nikki Bella versus Carmella. Nikki oh. versus Carmella. All righty, Nikki Bella going up against Carmella. Uh, what do you think about this one? Chicks, man. Chicks, man. Um, yeah. Talking about those chicks, man. Carmella, get the win. Carmella to get the uh, win. Establish a new. Yeah, I would think female so. Female competitor. I, mean, I, I think it would be weird that if she lost or whatever. Yeah. Her first pay per view. Right. Is her first? No, I mean one one. Right. Yeah. Singles competition. Okay, so you're going with Carmella, Doug. I'm going with Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella. Interesting. Any particular reason? I think the ultimate direction is going to end up with Nikki versus Becky, probably around Mania time. So I just assume this is uh, just something for her to do until they push her back a Nikki. little bit. <laughs> uh, see, I'm thinking the, uh, the opposite. I was thinking Carmella so that they could establish another challenger for Becky 
in you know in the months or weeks leading up to it because she's already defeated Natalia. This is going to be up against uh, Alexa Bliss this time, and then you got to have someone for the next one, which would be Carmella. Um, but they've done things in the past where the person lost went on to have a match the the very next week and become the number one contender or something like that. Not necessarily for the women's championship, but just in general. Um, hmm. You should go ahead and go with Carmella because I need some points. Yeah? But what if you're incorrect? Well, if I'm incorrect, I'm just incorrect. All right. Well, <laughs> I can't let this guy get two points on me like that, tie it back up. So I'm going to go with Carmella to uh, to you establish her. Nope. Nikki. I'm going with Carmella, so... Uh, so Doug, the odd one out on this one. So, Doug, we'll let you pick the next matchup. We've got Miz versus Ziggler, Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, Orton versus Wyatt, Slater and Rhino versus the Usos, and the triple threat match for the world title. Beauty and the Man Beast. Uh, let's go with Orton versus Wyatt. Orton versus Wyatt. The Battle of the Mind Games. The Voices versus... God or whatever he is. The battle days. of who could care less. <laughs> or who could not care less. Either way. That's what I meant. Yeah. So what you thinking on this one? I don't know. Look, you convince me, boys. I'm undecided. I'm pretty much right there with you. I don't know. Don't really care. Um, so Wyatt technically won the last one? Yeah. And he got the mind game one up at the end of SmackDown, not being in the storage unit. So he's going to become more powerful than ever now that Sister Abigail has returned, which could be also the return of Luke Harper. We know he's ready to go. You know what I'm going to say, Wyatt? Yeah? Tyler? Shit, I don't know. Um, Wyatt. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wyatt as well. I think a return of... Uh, Luke Harper, or maybe Luke Harper returns and gets the disqualification. You know, like, in Oregon Rowan's out. Rowan's out, right? Why? Really? He's something's like sh- shoulder, maybe. Jeez. Is this also going to be the return of the rocking chair? That is correct. After Orton threw it against the uh, the storage unit, uh, let's talk about Alexa Bliss against Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, I think this will be a nice opportunity for Alexa Bliss to establish herself, but she's not getting the win. I'm going with Becky Lynch to yeah, uh, to retain. Sure. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch for you as well? Uh, I think they're going to work hard and they're going to try to let Alexa look <clears throat> like a credible contender, but like you said, uh, Becky's going to retain. Alright, so unanimous picking Becky Lynch. Uh, Tyler, there's three matches remaining. There's the uh, Miz and Ziggler career versus title. There's the Slater and Rhino versus the Usos for the tag titles. And triple threat for the world title. Miz. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler career versus title. I don't know if his, is his contract up or anything or is it just. Well, there was Ric Flair on his podcast. And, you know, take this for what it's worth. <laughs> he, he has claimed to uh, slow have Halle taken. Perry. No, he took her to Space Mountain or she rode Space Mountain. Uh, well, Which also, she has claimed that she doesn't even know who Ric Flair is. Also, okay, I find that hard to believe. Not yeah, know who Ric Flair I find is. that hard to believe as well. Um, it's like saying you don't know who Johnny Depp is. Sure. Um, he's up there. Or Noah. Woo. Suppose okay, so Flair said on his podcast that they have been trying 
WWE has been trying to get Ziggler to transition to like an agent role backstage. Oh, mm. so, but who knows? Like his daughter still works for the company, and so at the very least, he's on like talking terms with him. So that could just be like something they wanted him to put out there. I don't know. Who knows if it's true or not? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna pick Ziggler. Ziggler to win? Yeah. I guess it's uh for another person to pick up the title. Miz has been having it for a while, I think. Yeah, but Miz seems like the hot hand, so it feels like weird to take take it off of Miz right now. Yeah, he is he is like the credible heel on SmackDown right now, uh just underneath AJ Styles. Uh, you know, he's got the crowd giving him all sorts of heat. What 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 better way to to get even more heat than to pull out the victory, you know, finish, air quote, uh, Dolph Ziggler's career. And, um, you know, they, they could always bring him back later on or something under a new gimmick or something and be like, look. Yeah, I mean, that would feel really unsatisfying if they do like a, a DQ finish or a no finish. Yeah. I would be really pissed off. I would also feel just as cheated if they brought him back like under a different name or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miz says... No, no, you're not showing up on Raw. No you're NXT. Not, yeah. Like, yeah. So like I would you were feel done. it would feel really cheap and really cheated for them to do go that route. But also, I never put it past them to do that. Sort yeah, of he'll come um, back as Zog Diggler. Dog but, Ziggler. I don't know. I I think that the Miz gets the win, gets the heat. You know, maybe Ziggler takes some time off to do whatever it is he wants to do. Coming back in as an agent, if that's the if that's the case that they've offered him, um, who knows? Maybe this will this be the end of Dolph Ziggler? I don't know. I mean, he seems unhappy with his position. Mm-hmm. He seems. I know he's interested in like comedy and stuff, and I know he's been doing some of that, and he's been doing like apparently talking a lot of politics on his Twitter. So. <laughs> I don't know if he's interested in doing stuff outside or if he... You can do the spoken word route like Jim Ross and McFoley did. and Or if he wants to roll. The thing is, he's not going to make the money he's making now anymore. Oh, else. sure. So it'd be, I don't know, if he's going to like roll the dice and... Although I don't know if he's the kind of guy who goes out and splurges on fancy houses and new cars and stuff like that. Sure. Or if he's, you know, he's probably saved up quite a bit of money. Seems like a smart guy, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I, I don't know don't him know personally. That. I don't so. know that much about how he spends his money. Yeah. So I think he'll, regardless of what happens, he's going to be fine. If he wants to go to other promotions, you know, they'll happily pay him and they'll probably put a title around him. Um, it just seems like the roster is so light with the brand split that they would do whatever it would take to keep him, it would feel like. Yeah. I'm going to go. Ziggler just seems like the safer pick. I'm just going to go with Ziggler. So two Zigglers? Yeah. All although, right. Although it doesn't seem to to make sense to me to take the title off the Miz. All right. I'm going Miz. Going alone on that one. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Doug, what's the next matchup? You want to do the tag titles or the uh, the world title? Do the world title? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the tag titles. All right. Heath Slater and Rhino going up against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag championships. Um, I could see American Alpha costing the Usos just yeah. to fuck them to get them back a little bit. Fuck them. 
But other than that, all signs point toward the Russos. Yeah. So do you feel like they got another month in uh, Beauty and the Man Beast, or do you think they're going to go ahead and turn it over to the Usos? Because if you go with the Usos, then you got to go to the American Alpha stuff immediately. Yeah. So why why did they just not crown American Alpha? Because well, if you didn't want to crown them outside the gate, the, then the other other reason would be to build them, but they haven't done much building. They've just been doing this injury angle with Usos. Yeah. So what, what would the point be to hold off on them i don't know there's no telling and would they would they try and do the entry angle on rhino being like he was the you know he was the muscle they've taken him out so now it's up to heath slater to get the win or i don't know i don't know how this is going to turn out because like you said american alpha is right there in the wake and um i mean if you go with the usos they have to be with american alpha yeah so would you do like the rematch the following Tuesday on SmackDown? I guess. That way you could move into American Alpha? I guess so. You have Rhino and Slater going up against American Alpha, number one contender match. Face Usos at, at the next pay-per-view, Survivor Series. I mean, in all, in all honesty, when it comes to Slater, the fun was in the chase. The fun in Slater is sure. not being him being like yeah. the reigning champion. Yeah. The fun in Slater was like, okay, he got it. He's part of the raw. That's yeah. the the. He's got kids. Yeah. So, the thing is, is like, well, what do you do with how, Slater? How much longer can you ride that while it's still hot? Yeah, but what do you do with Slater after the team splits up? Or I don't see them staying together when they lose it. And he so, forms another faction. Well, is he is he same old Slater who loses a lot, or is he now Slater with a little bit more respect, who is a more credible contender? Right. Slater so, always loses. Or no, you know. Well, I think without Rhino, he will be the Slater that loses, but now he's on SmackDown. Unless he forms another f- faction. Slater Gator. Slater Gator. 3MB. The Core. Nexus. What other ones was he in? Trill. Huh? What? What? Trill. Trill? Yeah. What's Trill? I don't know. It's made up oh, word. Okay. Is that his next one? You didn't make it. Yeah. Well, didn't Trill's, I didn't make up the word Trill. I made it up for a group. The faction name, Trill. Pimp C is going to come back from the grave and slap you. <laughs> like to see him try. Damn, just calling out Pimp C like that. All right, I'm going to step over here in case he goes, does show up. Um, R.I.P. Pimp C. That's right. So, who are you going to go with on this one? <laughs> I didn't say. I'm still Tyler, who are you going with? Uh, Rhino. And Rhino and Heath Slater. Heath Slater. I could see them hanging on to it like one more pay per view, but only if American Alpha comes out and fucks the Usos. I don't know. I my gut's telling me Usos, and a good portion of the time that I changed my decision on my original gut feeling, I end up being wrong. Like my gut was right. Your gut doesn't know shit. My gut knows what it likes. Sir. My gut knows which is why it likes so a big. hamburger. Damn right. I love hamburgers. That's why it's so big. Uh, I'm screwed. I'm going with the Usos on this one. Mm-mm. I'm putting points on the line. We're. Nope. I'm making this thing interesting. Damn it. Hmm. Who do you have, Tyler? Heath and uh, Rhino. So the three point swing could happen here. So well, far, if. If 
American Alpha cost or stopped Usos from winning the titles, mm-hmm. then that feud has to play out on its own without the titles. So then who would Slater Gator even feud with? Slater Gator. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been saying Slater Gator for a while over the last... Uh, I, meant, I, was, I, I meant Slater and uh, Rhino. I'm sorry. Yeah. Being the man beast. Make it a win. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Usos as well. I thought you were going to fuck it. Right. I'm going with Slater Gator. The one Slater Gator. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going with Slater Gator. You're like, that's mathematically <laughs> He's making his own brand, sir. All right. So two for the Usos, one for... Beauty and the Man Beast. Yes. Um, that takes us into the main event. John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE World title. Tyler, we will start it off with uh, you. You're picking Dean Ambrose. No. One Mr. AJ Styles to retain. You heard the man. He said Dean Ambrose. Yes. I heard it too. You heard uh, me say AJ Styles? To Yeah. You don't pinned? have to keep saying Dean Ambrose. We already did the first time. Yeah. Yeah. We got you covered. Don't worry. <laughs> We got you right gotcha. Now. He marked it down. AJ Don't worry. Styles. It's on. It's marked. We got it. <laughs> I'm going to take AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Good answer. That's what I was going to go with. Hey, too, he just so. picked Dean Ambrose. I really don't know why he's picking Dean Ambrose, but Doug whatever. just picked Dean Ambrose. That's a dumb joke. Why would you be? I'm picking Dean Ambrose to get pinned. Yeah, me so you too. just picked Dean Ambrose to get pinned. Tell that joke to lose the funny. match. That's a dumb joke. Stop making that dumb joke. God. <laughs> then you set up a John Cena versus Dean Ambrose number one contender match. And then be AJ versus Styles at SummerSlam. Maybe have that match again. Do you, I don't know question. who AJ feeds with. I don't either. Because it seems like they're going Dean Cena. Yeah. Maybe. Do you give the title to Cena eventually? Give him that 16th title reign? Yes, but not on the show. It has to be a bigger show. You don't do it on like a kind B- of thing. Yeah, or at least a big four. You don't do it on the B show, baby. Yeah. You know what? Maybe Orton is winning, and then Orton is the challenger to AJ Styles. Mm. Can I change my pick? <laughs> Can I change my pick in the Wyatt Orton match? Okay. I'm going to go with Orton. Yeah. Who did I pick? Wyatt. Wyatt. We both picked Wyatt. We all picked Wyatt, didn't we? I'm changing to Orton. Damn it. Because I don't know who else is going to feud with pick? AJ. I don't know, Tyler. Who did you pick? You picked Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> For all the matches? Who's going to be the women's champ? Dean Ambrose. Fuck. Titty Master Ambrose. Uh, yeah, I'm picking... I'm switching to Orton. I'm picking AJ Styles. And I'm going to AJ Styles. Do I want to pick Orton? Who else is he going to feud with? Yeah, that is true. Where does he go from there? Yeah, I'm changing too. If I if I didn't already pick Orton, I'm picking you pick Orton. pick Kurt Hawkins. Why would I pick Kurt Hawkins? He is going to be there. We didn't even talk about that. He's going to be at No Mercy. One of two things. He delivers more facts? Well, he's going to deliver more facts. That's but fact. his mystery opponent is either going to be Kane, he's going to slam him, or like Apollo <laughs> Crews. Who else could it be? Oh, yeah, that's true. Paul Cruz. Apollo. Who will probably win also. Apollo. I think he's just the... He, I think he's the gender Mahal of the SmackDown. Starboard of the Stars. All right. Tell her, are you, who are you picking in the Wyatt Orton match? 
Did you say Wyatt originally? Well, who are you picking now? We both changed. Are you going to change yours? I don't even know who I had. We'll just decide just again. Who we want now? <laughs> sure, Orton. All right. So all three of us unanimously picking Randy Orton <laughs> to defeat Bray Wyatt. So uh, with that being said, those were some great picks. Those, those were some, some great picks. picks. Those, those were some, some great picks. picks. Dean Ambrose. Um, let's go into some hot topics. Uh, it was reported last week Jamie Noble was attacked outside of his home and actually stabbed. Not outside his home, on the road. So oh, I thought like it was he, like in in the, his... I mean, maybe in his neighborhood or something, but yeah. supposedly he cut someone off or they thought he cut some... They thought he cut him off and they like... They followed they him. him at a stop. Yeah. That's kind of like terrifying. And uh, he has made a post that he is in recovery or he's in the recovery process. And he is expected to make a full, fully return. Supposedly some real nasty shit. Like I think he, he like had a collapsed lung or something like that. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, like he got stabbed. Like, he got stabbed in the back and on the side. Yeah. Like, it is nasty. People take that serious. You cut me off, I'm going to cut you. Yeah. Supposedly there was like multiple dudes in the car and it got they like. started like beating the crap out of him. It got like heated and like he got into an altercation with one of them and then more of them got out of the car. I just hope they catch him. Throw him in jail. I don't know. But, you know, I'm just glad that he's okay. Uh, and about uh, Alberto Del Rio missed uh, an event in Mexico. Triple A. Triple A. And he claimed that he was stabbed uh, or cut. Um, he posted some pictures to his Instagram or Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, yeah. But it w- it didn't really show that it was necessarily him. There was some dude's head who's been cut and some dude's arm has been cut. Yeah. But, but my sources say <laughs> that according to police, you mean someone you some well known person? No, you my saw sources. Because I came up with you didn't even your cha- sources. You didn't even change the wording of what the guy said. <laughs> who's your sources? Don't worry about it. Okay. They they choose to be anonymous. Um, hey, let the record show that we are mocking people, and we don't actually think that we have sources. That is correct. Yeah. Um, no, apparently, no police report was filed about a stabbing or a cut or an altercation of that. So is Alberto making Looks it a up? Fishy. Listen, and this is also really weird. There was a picture posted of Paige, who had a bunch of like bruises on her arms. It's not it's not Paige showcasing bruises on her arms, but it is a recent picture of the past couple of days of Paige who someone zoomed in on it and you can see a bunch of bruises on her arms. So there's mm. a bunch of weird stuff going on and a lot of people are saying that the story isn't adding up. Del Rio's story, which obviously seems really fishy. That he, Perhaps they had an altercation. and I mean, I'm not going to allege anything. I'm no, just, I'm just saying what I've seen out there. Gotcha. So, make your own assumptions. Yeah, Go and look at the know. pictures. Make your own story. Yeah, I don't know. And that's probably the truth. Um, in happy news, because there is happy news out there in the world, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella are expecting their first child. Woo! Spring 2007. Little baby 2007? Brian. 17. That's what I said. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Spring of 2017. They're going to have a baby <laughs> in the past. Yes. It's already Whoa. 10 years old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So congratulations to the to the happy couple. Congrats. I'm Yay. sure you're listening to here. Yes. 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 We love y'all. Thanks for the tips. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, uh now we have some uh WWE 2K17 news from our own 
Tyler, Dean Ambrose, A Bear. Yeah, sure. take it away. Um, we are a week away. We are less than a week now. Less than a week. I'm pumped. Uh, last week, the YouTube um, what's it called? The some YouTube users mm-hmm. that promote certain video games and stuff were allowed to release their footage. That uh, they went to a convention that had 2K17 that was specifically for them. Confidential. Yeah. So they and then they were all releasing content. It was just a lot over and over and over. And you know, people were like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get this out. You know, this part of this game. You know, this person's not gonna have it. Um, the first thing I saw, one of the first things I saw, was uh, they went through the whole roster, like in the menu. And it was kind of, if you look at it, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat when in the menu, mm-hmm. when you like go to a character and you click on them, uh, Lillian Garcia will say the name automatically. Oh, that's cool. It was, it's just like in, you know, Mortal Kombat when you pick the character, Scorpion, you know, they'll they'll do that. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And just like, and they'll do their little, like, uh, little um, movements move or whatever. So it's just like Mortal Kombat. Nice, uh, nice touch. Yes. You can pick different referees. <laughs> for the match, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, ECW, I mean, Mike Kyoto, my referee, WWE. Charles Robinson, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been watching different, you know, videos of entrances and people, uh, certain superstars fighting and stuff. So it, it just really looks cool. Um, I finally saw Nakamura's entrance. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm happy about it. Um. For a first year, yeah, person, I'm pretty content. But I'm gonna have to play hands on, you know. To yeah, got to get the full effect on your screen. Yeah. So I mean, and be on the lookout for those uh, who are interested for an unboxing video. Yes, because I got the NXT edition, and next week is not going to be a full review. I mean, I'm just gonna have it for. Sure. I won't even have it for a day because I have to work. Uh huh. So it'll be the week after. I guess I would give a full review. But yeah, we will have the unboxing. You see the second one? Yeah. Yeah. Zoomed in? Yeah. That's that's about it, I think. Awesome. Yes. Well, cool deal. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it next week. Finally. At long Finally. last. Yeah. Then we'll have a couple months where we'll talk about it. And then we'll have a nice lull period. And then once the news starts about that 2K18, it starts all over The madness again. starts again. Welcome to my world, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen. Uh, time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. Uh, only question this week coming from Rosewood, but it also comes with quite a bit of feedback. Um, it says, hey guys, awesome show as always. A few months ago, I asked how you guys felt about crowds that try to hijack shows, and we were pretty much on the same page. I'm a Brooklyn native, and I'm in the uh, I'm in the Barclays Center every Brooklyn, time. W- Brooklyn, Bringing it, bringing it to you. Uh, I'm in the uh, Barclays Center every time the WWE rolls into town. And to be honest, the crowd really ruins the shows for me at times. I was at SummerSlam this year, and I will admit, when Stephanie and Foley did the unveiling of the new Universal Championship and the crowd took a complete dump on the title, I did think it was funny because you could really tell by the look on Stephanie McMahon's face. She thought, oh shit, we fucked up. In my opinion, I think the belt design was a bit lazy, and I didn't really like it and was hoping for something new, but it didn't bother me to the point where I would lose focus on the match and join a bunch of morons to chant my displeasure about a belt. That was just ridiculous, and I really hate that my hometown will be known as the crowd that kind of ruined the first ever Universal Championship match. 
As far as CM Punk chants, the only time I think they were funny, that they're funny, is when Stephanie or Triple H are cutting a long, boring authority promo, or when Vince McMahon stumbled on his words in Chicago at this year's payback pay-per-view when the crowd buried him in CM Punk chance. The only reason he that he that it makes me chuckle is because we know the history between Punk and the McMahons because of the uh, cult podcast. I hate when crowds try to hijack and try to be the star of the show with stupid chants chanting you can't wrestle at Roman. Uh, it's just stupid. Like he clearly can wrestle. Just shut up. He is the next John Cena in the company's eyes. Uh, either get over it or use the bathroom whenever he comes out. Or chanting boring or chanting Randy Savage during a match is just disrespectful. Or ECW. <laughs> and stupid. Uh, if you don't like the match you're seeing, get up and go get a hot dog or go home. At the end of the day, those fans are stupid because they paid their, go- their good money just to come to a show and be negative about everything when you could have done that from your couch uh, while not ruining the experience of the people that came to enjoy the show. That's all, guys. Sorry it was a bit long, but again, I'm from Brooklyn, and I hate morons who try to ta- to try to hijack the show when I come just to watch wrestling, which, yes, for the most part, is bad, but still fun to watch live. Also, I have a question. How long do you guys think KO will hold the title? I say he loses at Survivor Series. So thank you for the, uh, for the feedback, and thank you for the question. I'm going to say the Rumble. Yeah? You think he holds it for a while? Yeah, I'll say the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I don't really have... Um a reasoning, I'm just sort of guessing, and that yeah. feels about right. I don't know. So I'm just trying to picture as to whom he will lose to. Baylor. Yeah, I mean, Baylor wouldn't be coming back like around. At the Rumble or before? I expect him to win the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Like surprise entrant winner. Yeah, because uh, that's... That's about the timetable. It'd be a little sooner than expected because I think they put him at like four to six months, and that's like right at the four month mark, um, or somewhere around that, uh, somewhere along those lines. Um, so he would be pushing it, but it is obtainable for him to come back around that time. So yeah, I could easily see him do that, get that win, and then uh, get his big moment at at WrestleMania. They seem seem to be wanting, they're teasing going in the Jericho direction. So do you, I think we're going to get at least a Jericho match out of it. Do you see Jericho taking it off of him? No. That would seem weird, right? Because you've got Hell in a Cell. um, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Maybe one more, excuse me, maybe one more in between uh, TLC. Yeah, I think TLC's wrong. It's a filler. And then you have the Rumble. Unless they decide to do one more, which, God, I hope not. That's so much saturation. Um, yeah, I could see him drop it at, at at the Rumble to whomever Balor would face for the title. Uh, I know they're probably going to go with Rollins versus uh, Triple H at Mania. I think that's where they're, you know, well, I think we've had this discussion several times. Um, but I would kind of like to see Rollins get the win only to have Rollins versus uh, um, Balor at Mania for the title because I think that'd be kind of poetic justice. Well, it feels like they're trying to turn him babyface. Yeah, which uh, you know that's why it it wouldn't work out. But if they had decided to keep him heel much longer, that was seemed like the original plan was them. Unless you bring Balor back as a heel, maybe maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? 
But um, but yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. So thanks for the questions. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. And I want to send a special thank you once again to Sean Maluda of the uh, Cruiserweight Classic for coming on to the show this week. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, at WNS Podcast. On Twitter at WS underscore Daniel and at Tyler underscore Abram. Also the satchel. And the satchel. That's right. We're so, back uh, in the satchel again. So for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler. Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm Doug. Tyler Ambrose. And we will catch you all next week. Mm-mm. <laughs>